don't talk too much. So talk a little bit. You don't eat much, you don't talk much. <laughs> I'm just listening. This is the Just Listening Podcast with pizza artist Eric John. Everybody and welcome to the show today. This is Just Listening, and I am Eric John. And before we get into it, of course, I've got to tell you about the best artisan soda in the entire world. That's Yacht Club Soda. Go to yachtclubsoda.com right now and check out all the amazing flavors they've got. They've got blue raspberry, strawberry, pineapple, grapefruit, cream, orange cream, lemon lime. The list goes on and on and on. You will not be disappointed. Please go to yachtclubsoda.com right now. John Scambato will send whatever you want right to your doorstep. You can mix, you can match, you can get whatever you want. Uh, it's made with real cane sugar, and it comes in these uh, really beautiful glass bottles. You won't be disappointed. So please go to yachtclubsoda.com right now and order some for yourself. Uh, also, uh, I've got some brand new pizza art coming out pretty much every week. Uh, last week I did a Lizzie Borden pizza, uh, for Halloween and, uh, people really seemed to like it. I was pretty happy with it. So, uh, please go follow at Eric John art on Twitter at Eric John pizza art on Instagram. I'm also on TikTok now and YouTube shorts, uh, putting out a lot of YouTube shorts. So please go check out all my stuff, uh, like follow, subscribe, do all of that for me. I really appreciate it. Um, and of course, also don't forget to check out the art of pizza, uh, filmed by Marcus Ritchie about me and my work. Uh, that is also on YouTube. Okay, today on the show, uh, super excited to talk to this guy. Um, there, So I've had a, a few guests on talking about NFTs and crypto, um, but nobody quite like this. So this uh, this guy's name is Snacks, um, and uh, he runs something called the Pizza DAO. Um, and it's something that I became aware of that the second I got into the NFT space and people saw I was doing pizza, they're like, you have got to talk to Snacks. you got to get involved with rare pizzas and Pizza DAO. And um, it's really awesome. It's it's a really cool community. Um, I've been involved with it for a little while. And um, so I think it'll be really fun to talk to Snacks about it and learn a little, little bit more about how it got started and all of that. So without further ado, Snacks, welcome to the show. Thanks, Eric. Good to be here. So why don't you tell people listening? Um, because, you know... I, I, I've done episodes on NFT and crypto, and and my the people who listen to my show, I think, are probably a somewhat of a hodgepodge of of people of different interests and different uh, different sort of spaces, um, as it were. So, why don't you just explain to people listening what what is rare pizzas and what is Pizza Dow? So, Pizza Dow is a global pizza co-op, uh, and Rare Pizzas is our NFT collection which provided us the initial funds we've done everything we've done with and uh, are also how we do governance of our DAO. Uh, but when I say global pizza co-op, what I mean is that we're, we've built a global pizza community and we throw tons of pizza parties and ultimately we are helping pizzerias to buy out their landlords and building open source software for pizzerias. It's really amazing, and uh, you know, for people listening, the you know the, the parties and the uh, the gatherings that the Pizza Dow has put on. Um, you know, I know on on World Pizza Day, um, there's uh, there's 
lots of events going on 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 Bitcoin Pizza Day. There's a big party. So explain to people like what what are some of like the types of different types of events that you guys put on and and what what is the purpose of them? So the big event that we do and we do this every year is a global pizza party. And we, we do it on Bitcoin Pizza Day. Uh, for listeners who don't know Bitcoin Pizza Day, it's May 22nd. And it commemorates uh, this guy, Laszlo, who bought two pizzas for 10,000 Bitcoin on May 22nd, 2010. Uh, today, uh, October, what day is it? It's, it's, the, uh, it's the 25th 25th of October. So and Bitcoin, it just it just went up a little bit. So it's at thirty four thousand six hundred. So that was quite an expensive pizza uh, in today's Bitcoin terms. That would be a three hundred and forty million dollar pizza. It was actually two pizzas. So one hundred seventy per pizza. And that was the first cryptocurrency transaction ever. So that's that's incredible. Deal. I love, you know, I love, especially as someone in the NFT space and someone who works with pizza, like I, I love the fact that the first cryptocurrency transaction had to do with pizza. Like I just, that's so incredible to me and serendipitous and perfect. Um, and pizza is always on the forefront of tech, you know. Pizza is? It's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. It really is. Yeah, you're right. It is. Delivery, right? I mean, and delivery, food delivery was, it's honestly, if you think about it, until Uber Eats and, and uh, DoorDash and stuff like that, I mean, there weren't many places that would do delivery that weren't pizza places, if you think about it, right? 100%. It's, which is, and it was only pizza places really for quite a long time before other people figured it out uh, and got into it. And then, I, you know, I recently watched a, some sort of a quasi documentary on uh, Chuck E. Cheese and uh, it was really interesting. But like, you know, the, I, I love that story of Chuck E. Cheese. It's so weird and like the whole thing with the animatronics and the music and then, you know, and, and pizza was so wrapped up in that as well. Um, you know, and I, they they started a whole model business model as well. So, I mean, yeah, my favorite part of the Chuck E. Cheese story is that Nolan Bushnell, the founder, was also the founder of Atari and he was selling the arcade machines from Atari to, to operators. And what he realized was that these operators were doing so incredibly well with the machines that they would pay basically for the machine after, I think it was like months. And so he realized that the real money in his business was operating the machines, not making and selling the machines. So he started Chuck E. Cheese. It's so brilliant. It's so funny. And, and, you know, it's like, why would why would anybody know that unless they really delved into it? You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. And then there's this whole thing about there was a competitor. I can't remember the name of it. And they bought them out, ended up buying them out, I think, or something. It's a really if anyone is listening, wants to check that out. It's, it's a really weird, like crazy story. And it's only weirder because it involves Chuck E. Cheese. It's just like it's so odd. But um, so why? So did, were you the person by yourself that started Pizza Dow? So yeah, pizza that was my idea in in January. I really started talking about it a lot on Clubhouse, and it came from uh, I wanted to support local businesses, and so I would go on Clubhouse, which is where we were all talking about uh, crypto back in in late 2020, early 2021, and I would just say I want to build uh, blockchain based accounting systems 
and software systems for small businesses so that they can tokenize and be community owned. And that's a, quite a mouthful. People who are kind of like, okay. And uh, PizzaDAO is, is sort of a simplification of that idea and attaching it to pizza. Because again, pizza is this pioneer. Another pizza pioneer, you know, Pizza Hut was one of the first online uh, transactions. I didn't know that either. It's, yeah. am it's amazing, really. Pizza really is at the forefront of everything. <laughs> Pretty soon, it's going to be, you know, pizza is going to be something to do. It's going to be something to do with pizza. The first person who is fully integrated with AI and cybernetics, it'll have something to do with pizza. It'll be a pizza delivery guy or something. I we mean, have to think about that. You're right. Pretty sure. It's going <laughs> to be, is this going to be a robotic animatronic or like a, a cybernetic pizza delivery guy that's going to show up at your door? That will be the first like use case of robotics and cybernetics in the real world will definitely be the pizza delivery guy there's no doubt about it pizza robots are definitely on the forefront of robotics yeah, you know, you're right about that you're absolutely right yeah i saw um yeah there was a robot that would that would make an entire pizza start to finish the whole process and you know i think the idea is that places like you know like a domino's or something like that that's dealing in really high volume of pizzas and it's it's sort of it's sort of uh conveyor belt um there's sort of a conveyor belt system to it anyway already. And Domino's um, for sure. Yeah. So what do you, what do you think about now? You know, AI and, and technology obviously is is a huge part of of crypto and uh, the whole community. As someone who is building a DAO um, that has a lot to do with you know helping to foster what you call uh, community ownership of these businesses and stuff like that. How do you feel about um, technology and how that might affect uh, real human beings as it, you know, as it uh, pertains to the economy or businesses or employment and things like that. I think we want to take advantage of, you know, of the surplus value that we can get from technology. But in order to do so, we have to keep educating ourselves, our neighbors, our communities on how to use it. So, so, you know, when we have these DAO structures, when we have robots, when we have AI, when we have you know, the internet, um, just sharing the knowledge with each other so that we, so that we don't feel like we're, you know, living in a, in a foreign land, <laughs> you know, as we, as we age and technology continues to, uh, get more sophisticated. Where, where do you think, uh, crypto and NFT and web three sort of in general are at, at the moment in terms of, you know, just in terms of the, the, the public's ability to grasp it, to understand it, and to use it. Do you think that we're, you know, let's let's use the analogy of like a, a nine-inning baseball game. Like, what inning do you think we're in in terms of, um, you know, just uh, the mass adoption and the ability of people to use it in a way that they use the internet today, let's say? I think we're maybe like third or fourth inning. Um, it's... You know, and I've been uh, following this stuff. I bought my first Bitcoins in, in 2011, and they were 20 bucks each, I remember. It's incredible. And so for me, like, the mainstream still doesn't trust it. They, most people know the word Bitcoin, I think, which is a huge, I mean, a huge thing. And you couldn't have said that. Even, you know, a few years ago, I think it's really the name recognition 
of cryptocurrency has skyrocketed. So that's the first step. Now we need people to actually understand it, trust it, believe in it. And I think I think this cycle we might actually get there in a real way where the mainstream, not only do they know the word Bitcoin, but they, they know what it does and they believe that it has value. I think that's going to happen first with Bitcoin uh, before you know, all these other smart contract ecosystems catch on. Uh, but, you know, so third or fourth. Um, and like from my perspective, there's never been a bear market because it, this, this space just continues to grow and grow. So, as long, yeah. It is kind of funny because, I, you know, I was just saying this to someone yesterday. And it's like all you hear about is the crypto bear market, the crypto bear market. And then I'm looking at it. And even before this most recent uh, surge in Bitcoin, where it jumped from like 28, 29,000 to about around 33, 34,000, even before that happened, you know, it was up from like a low of like 15,000, you know, less than less than a year ago. So it's like to me, it's like I, I don't understand. It's hard for me to understand why. People feel like it's it's this, you know, gloom and doom, like it's this it's this horrible recession, for lack of a better term, of in crypto, um, unless it's possibly that, um, you know, maybe people are sort of uh, at least inside the crypto space are lumping in what's going on with NFT with what's sort of going on with crypto in general, because cr for me, NFT still does sort of feel like it's it hasn't it hasn't quite picked back up yet. Yeah, and this is NFT's first time around, right? Like, this is the first NFT cycle, really, that there ever has been. NFTs are pretty new. So, you know, I, I think, um, but people who are in the crypto industry, I went back, I was buying NFTs recently, and I have not been buying a lot of NFTs over the course of, you know, the last maybe year or two, but... When everything gets exciting, uh, I start looking around and saying, ooh, you know, I really want to make sure I have that NFT before before I get yeah, right before it. it gets too exciting. Right. You want to you want to be there before that that happens. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think I, I think the general uh, the thesis has always been that like Bitcoin will lead. Then you have kind of the altcoins will follow like your ETH, your, um, you know, other smart contract platforms, I guess, but really just ETH these days. It kind of goes, Bitcoin will go up, then ETH catches up a bit, then the other projects and ecosystems, and then I think NFTs are probably last. Uh, and they and NFTs are weird, you know. They they people are never really sure to value them in in cryptocurrency or in dollars, and and so the the price has different kind of like attractors. Um, you know, this is what I've learned, I guess, watching the punks market since um early 2018 you know i'm really curious as to what your take is on this and basically you know i i as as an nft artist for lack of a better term you know um you know one of one artist as com you know compared to um you know these big collections like like punks like you mentioned or bored apes or you know pudgy penguins or you know these sort of collectibles right i'm making sort of unique one of a kind, you know, works of art that I'm selling as NFTs. And I feel like what a lot of people, uh, and especially artists, don't seem to really understand or be able to accept sometimes is that, you know, it, it really, 
unfortunately isn't entirely about the art itself or like the aesthetic of the art or how good the art is or how cool it is. There's there's such a bigger conceptual component to it that that people want to buy into, right? Because um, you know, if I go to an art festival, you know, and I'm looking to buy a piece of art, I'm looking to buy something that, you know, I I want to hang it on my wall and um, you know, the only way I'll be able to enjoy it is if I buy it and hang it on my wall. Whereas with an NFT, you know, anybody can can take a picture of my NFT or a screenshot or whatever and throw it up on a digital display anytime they want. So, you know, the aesthetic appeal of it really isn't the the thing that matters most. And I feel like a lot of people, it, I feel like there's such a conceptual um, element to NFT that even the people who are in it don't fully understand yet. Do you do you agree with that? Do you feel like that that's the case as well? Yeah, I I think it's a different like yes, people display their NFTs, and there are some NFTs that are really focused on being for display. But the whole community aspect and the philosophical aspect, the building aspect, just there are all sorts of other games. You know, there are all sorts of things that you can build into NFTs that are exciting and generally you know art has to be like interesting art for me is usually like novel and playing with like making a painting it's still nice to get nice paintings right but it's hard to be a a capital a artist right in in the in the modern world if you're just using old techniques you have to be doing something that's like in dialogue with the now uh, so, and, and so, so I think there are lots of interesting ways to use NFTs. Like I was, when I first started buying them, you know, I was really focused on buying gifts because I thought, Hey, here's an NFT native art form. Like, guess what? You can't really own <laughs> in, in the context you were talking about, right? Previously, like previous to NFTs, gifts, right? You can't really own one and I can actually own a GIF. Um, so I was, I was buying a lot of gifts on super rare. Uh, <laughs> well, it's, you know, it, it's, I think what, what people don't fully understand how, in what you're talking about with gifts, like it's, it's amazing. Like think about how big meme culture is and, you know, imagine if you can go out and buy like, you know, from, from the person who originally created, let's say that, you know, the first, I don't know that the first gif of, um, Nyan cat. I have a Nyan cat for instance. Nyan cat. I have Great a example. pirate Nyan cat, right? That guy's awesome, a, by the way. I love that. Super awesome. Chris, right? Chris? That's me. Yeah, yeah. Chris. PR Chris. guitar man on, on yeah, Twitter. He, right. So like here's the guy who actually created, and for people listening, this is a little gif of like a, a pixelated cat that's sort of bouncing along the screen, right? With like rainbows coming out of its butt or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it, and something that has been used and replicated and passed around billions and billions and billions of times uh, across the Internet for a really long time. And here's the guy who actually created it to begin with, selling it in a way that you can actually uh, own it in a unique way. And uh, like to me, once I wrap my head around that, I realized how incredibly amazing the technology is. Yeah, it makes it so much easier to directly support a, a creator, certainly, and to also like it's it's a it's a lot easier to transport an NFT than than a physical piece. That's for sure. 
Although That's true I, as well. I yeah. do still like to print uh, my NFTs. Like I, I, I don't think displays are, are quite good enough yet and they're, they're pretty expensive. So I generally will print stuff that I want to display. What do you, what is your take on people, uh, artists, you know, um, having a, a physical version of the NFT to go along with the NFT for the person who collects it. Like I know there's some debate over, you know, whether or not this helps NFT, whether or not it hurts NFT. What's your take on that? I think it's, it can definitely work. You know, it's all about what you're doing. Um, I remember a funny, funny story. I remember when I first learned about NFTs, it was January, 2018. I went to this auction in New York and I saw this guy auctioned the DJ Pepe card and it came with this, uh, life-size cardboard cutout of DJ Pepe. And the person who bought it was immediately said, I am not traveling with this cardboard stand. Who wants, <laughs> I'm going to sell this. Who wants to buy this from me? <laughs> so, so, you know, I, I think it's, you know, or, but, but then there are other things where like, like the Unisock, right? The famous Uniswap and, um, sock, which, uh, it's sort of an NFT. Uh, it, it's an ERC-20 token. Um, so it's fungible on a bonding curve, but then you burn that token and in and you receive a physical pair of socks plus an NFT pair of socks. Um, or I have these these noggles uh, from, you know, these nouns glasses, the noggles, uh, which are, they're called the nouns visions. And they are so cool. And the way you buy a glasses case NFT and then you burn the glasses case NFT and you receive a, an NFT and a physical pair of the noggles. So I like, I like that. Um, I think that's a, a good way to do stuff. I think it's really cool. And I think that, you know, um, there's, a, again, there's a, one of the things you mentioned was community. And I think that, um, you know, there have been so many, NFT communities and uh, that have come and gone over the past couple of years since I've been in it. Um, you know, and, and most of these communities exist on Discord. Uh, you mentioned Clubhouse. I know when I came along, uh, there was still a lot of people on Clubhouse. I don't know if that's still the case. I know Discord has become much more popular. And Twitter um, Spaces. And Twitter Spaces. Um, yeah, that, you know, that's another thing. Like that, the NFT Twitter Spaces. Um, it's so interesting because when NFT first started exploding, and when I had first sort of gotten into it, this is like spring of 2021. Uh, this was exactly the same time that they launched Twitter Spaces, and so the two kind of collided at the same time. And I, I really do feel like NFT um, helped, really helped boost these Twitter Spaces. I think that the NFT community was one of the really one of the only and one of the first communities online to be using Twitter spaces all the time. Absolutely. Um, and especially because, you know, a lot of the community was coming from Clubhouse where we had already learned the dynamics of online audio spaces. Right. Right. See, I didn't see, I didn't even know about Clubhouse at that time. I didn't even know what it was. That's <laughs> how, uh, that's how, uh, how much of a technical degenerate I was. And I've learned so much since then, but I think, you know, the rare pizzas and the uh, pizza Dow community has been by far one of the most robust, strongest, uh, most continually active communities in the entire NFT space. And I think that's a real testament to both the work that you've put in and but also that, you know, the, the, the community is about something that everybody 
can kind of latch onto, which is pizza. Right. And I think that um, people are can be very passionate about pizza. I certainly am. And, you know, the community has been um, incredibly generous to me personally, just, you know, whenever I have a new work of art that I want to share, um, you know, I know that you, you, know, you invited me to do a, uh, a presentation in the metaverse, which was really cool. Yeah, that was fun. And um, which we should also talk about because um, the metaverse is a whole other aspect of this that I still feel like people are kind of reluctant to really step into. And I think there's still it's still really early. Um, but you guys have been using the metaverse for quite a long time now. Um, talk to a little bit to people about um, what crypto voxels is, for instance, um, what these metaverse spaces are, um, maybe a little bit of how they work or how people use them. But more importantly, uh, how has PizzaDAO been using its metaverse spaces? So I think of crypto voxels and a lot of these metaverses kind of like 3D websites. It's like a, a website where not only can you see all the information about you know what you're visiting, but you can have you can be in the space and you can see other people who are there too. So it's really nice uh, to to just it's kind of like even like in Google Docs, right? It's really nice to see other people's cursors and see like the icons in the upper right to see that there are other people in the document. I always joke that the Google Docs is kind of like the metaverse in this way. <laughs> yeah, right. And so so that's what makes the metaverse for me is it's it's a it's a space that uh, that you can visit that someone else built to represent, you know, whatever they're building for and that you can inhabit it and also interact with other people within it. So Pizza Dow, we have two spaces in in Voxels. Um, one is a pizzeria, the rare pizzeria, and one is an art gallery. Uh, so the pizzeria is mostly just, it's like, it shows our NFTs, it showcases our community, it's really silly, it's super fun, and then, uh, and you know, we let people build stuff in there if they want to, and then the, the gallery, we put on art shows in the metaverse, and and we, and we did one with you, which, uh, I I still remember like the lion is is what's like seared into my memory like the lion on the second floor. In yeah, so we actually did we actually did two. Oh, things. you're right. So, um, and this and again, I just have to. I want I really want people listening to understand how awesome this is, especially for someone like me who you know is is associated with the pizza Dow, and I'm not as active as I really would like to be, to be honest with you, because it's such an awesome community, and I really need to like. I, it's more of a aversion to Discord, honestly. Like, I just need to force myself to get used to it more and more and more. Um, but what you guys did for me, I mean, the first thing we did was I actually... So you go into this virtual world, right? It's a virtual gallery. And you go upstairs, and there's a big screen, basically, where um, you guys projected me in my real bakery here in Rhode Island... Uh, I did a demonstration on how to make a heart pizza, and this was for Valentine's Day, um, and it was on World Pizza Day, which is or National Pizza Day, which is uh, February 9th. So people could go into the metaverse, and you guys put all my artwork all over the walls digitally, and and people put lots of time and effort into setting up the space. And um, and one of the Pizza Dow members, who happens to be local to me, actually came to our bakery. Uh, when we were closed, like after hours, and with his camera equipment and everything, 
and help do the live stream and people could go and watch me, um, you know, make this pizza and talk to them um, and tell, you know, it was it was so fun and so amazing. Um, and then the second one we did was when um, the uh, the documentary came out, I think. It was, yeah, we, we did, we like did a, a premiere a, it was in the, the metaverse. It was the premiere. The, the premiere of the documentary, The Art of Pizza by Marcus Ritchie about me and my pizza art um, in the same space. Uh, people could come and watch the documentary um, and stuff. And it again, I, I'm super grateful and super thankful to, you know, people are so passionate in this community um, and they've done a lot for me. And so I'm, I'm, I'm super, super grateful for that. And uh, I think anyone listening who's in NFT or who wants to get into it, um, you know, Rare Pizzas and Pizza Dow is a really, really great, fun, uh, drama-free place to go. Um, and for those of us who have been in NFT for a while and who have been in some of these other discords and, you know, different collections and stuff, the, you know, it, they, it can be really toxic. It can be really dramatic and there can be a lot of fighting and nonsense that goes on. This stuff just like to me doesn't and has never existed in this community, which is amazing. Yeah, pizza is easy to, you know, we, we always joke that uh, pizza is a big tent <laughs> kind of a thing, right? You know, at, we, anybody can be part of pizza now because everybody has a relationship with pizza. So, yeah. Are you are you amazed to how big it's gotten since when, you know, you first had the idea? <laughs> it's, yeah, so, so, so three years in, uh, actually – more now, uh, more like uh, almost three and a half. Um, it's amazing. Uh, or wait, do I have my time right? No, it's been yeah. So we started in January 2021, and then the community really filled out in February. So it's amazing. Um, we now have chapters in over 150 cities across the whole world. Uh, I made a chart today, actually, of, of where our cities are, in, uh, you know, in the world, like different continents, you know, and and we are truly global. Um, like we have to, you know, we have to grow our presence in certain places, but, you know, significantly, like North America uh, only accounts for 37% of our cities, and, and many of those are in Central America. So we're not like a United States-based uh, organization. We are truly global. And, and it's amazing. Like I get, I go around, I go, I feel like I can go to any city in the world and have friends there. It's a, it's really incredible. And I really want people who are listening, who, you know, who, who don't know this world at all, just how incredible that is. And, you know, I remember on the, on the last uh, global, the, the last global pizza party that uh, you guys put on, you know, seeing pictures from Paris and, you know, Rio de Janeiro and I don't know, lots of different places of, you know, um, dozens and dozens of people converging on a pizza place. Um, and, and explain a little bit to people what exactly you guys do on Global Pizza Day, because it's it's pretty it's pretty incredible. And I got to I, I got to partake in it. I went to a, a, a great uh, pizza place here in Rhode Island called uh, Federal Hill Pizza down in uh, it's down in Warren, Rhode Island. And um, 
I got I got to go and have free pizza. So explain to people how that works. <laughs> and Billy Manzo from Federal Hill has been really supportive. Billy's great. You know, I haven't the very beginning. I, I he wasn't there when I went, and I I've actually haven't had a chance to speak with him or or to meet him. Although I'm very aware of him, obviously, because we both live in the same state, and it's a very small state. Um, well, let's make that happen. Uh, you know, I'm sure he'd love. love oh, yeah. No, I'm sure. It, and it, I'm sure it will. Uh, it's just a matter of, you know, when and how. But but um, yeah, you know, it, again, it's such a small state like, you know, um, Rhode Island is a whole different animal. But explain to people exactly again. How how do people get free pizza on Global Pizza Day? So we organize events in in basically every city we can. And. You just have to go to our website. It's globalpizzaparty.xyz. And there's a list of all the cities. And then you click on the city, and it'll take you to an event page. And then show up. And in addition to free pizza, you might just get some free drinks, uh, most likely, actually, at many of these. And meet some awesome people. So, you know, last year, uh, I think over 9,000 people came, about 9,300 came uh, to 116 cities. And and so this year we're shooting for, you know, every year we want it to be bigger and bigger. And how explain how it, it actually works. Like how do you partner with the the pizza shops? How do you um you know, how does the pizza get paid for? Um you know, uh where does the money come from? Who gets the money? Um yeah. how does all that work? So we we raised the money up. So we had our NFT sale. So we have a treasury for the Dow. Um, we've spent over $800,000 on pizza at this point. So it's our treasury so crazy. is crazy. It's uh, awesome. <laughs> it's definitely lower than when, when we started. But we also, uh, because our parties are so popular and so awesome, so big, um, now we're able to raise a significant portion of the funding from sponsors. Uh, and so, so that's how we, we get to stay sustainable. Because, you know, we're bringing 100 plus people together at most of these events and local organizations are happy to uh, support us in, you know, for our venue costs, for some of our pizza costs for on these. Uh, and, and then and big other DAOs in the space, like Nouns DAO, for instance, uh, you know, last year for, for our um, for our 2023 party this year uh, in, in May, they gave us forty two thousand dollars. Uh, to help throw the pizza party, and we got to get everyone to wear like the fun dance glasses, and 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 then every individual party also, uh, it's a community effort, right? So they recruit local organizations, local companies, and and everybody pitches in. So that's how we fund it, and then how how we pay is different for every situ- situation. Sometimes we um, we pay the pizzeria directly, whether we do it with credit cards. We do it with wire transfers. We do it with cryptocurrency. Uh, like in Central America and South America, we paid, I think, between uh, 15 and 20 pizzerias, all accepted uh, stablecoin on Polygon, which was amazing. That's really that's, That is amazing. That's almost hard to believe. That's, 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 I, that's it, incredible. Yes. Really, I know. Really incredible. And that's testament to Don Malbec, uh, Ruben, who, who runs our uh, Latam team. And then, uh, and then, you know, sometimes uh, our our wonderful event hosts even, you know, they'll pay out of pocket, and then they come back and they, they we call it proof of pizza, you know, and they submit a receipt <laughs> and we and we reimburse them. So 
uh, it's, I mean, sending money all over the world, I have to say, it really highlights how wonderful and easy cryptocurrency is to use. Because let me tell you, being on the phone with you, with banks, credit cards, PayPal, uh, Western Union, you name it, all these various services that you have to use to send money across international borders, it is a huge, huge headache. Yeah, and we, I mean, and anyone who's in business or has done anything like that um, knows just how much time can be taken up with that kind of stuff. And if you can eliminate all of that, you know, simply by using cryptocurrency, it it just frees you up to use that time for so many other things. I have to imagine that running all of this and doing all of this take still, you know, regardless of whether or not it's cryptocurrency and that's saving you time, it must still take an enormous amount of time. Is this your full time sort of job at this point or is this something you're doing in addition to whatever else you're doing? Yeah, I spend a huge amount of time on Pizza Dad. Definitely the the lion's share of my time. Uh, but then I, you know, I do some consulting on the side, and but but really mostly, you know, I'm focused on Pizza Dow. It is it is definitely a, a huge endeavor, and and we've been having a lot of success. We've really been growing, so it's super exciting. So when you look to the future of Pizza Dow. Um, you know, what can you tell me and the people listening? Like, what's in the works? What do you, I know you're, you're gearing up for another global pizza party coming up. You know, it's right around the corner. It's going to be, before you know it, it'll be May, you know, May 22nd. Um, but, uh, aside from that, are there other things you're working on initiatives, um, ways to grow the Dow and, you know, what else is in the, is in the pot, so to speak? So, Every year, of course, the Global Pizza Party brings us back together, with us, which is great. But then we also, we are starting to get a lot of, of communities that come to us and ask us to support them with pizza throughout the year. So we do that. And we become a pizza party planner all year round. So we throw these enormous parties uh, around crypto conferences often. So, so, that's, so our events business, basically as a DAO, has become, it has become, uh, real and large uh in the last year which is like we did five events in september uh we did one in seoul we did one in uh in saigon in vietnam we did singapore we did berlin we did new york uh we're doing lisbon and istanbul in november so so that's uh you know a, a big focus because we're web3 i often think it's like community first but then the other thing that that we we're super excited about and is really what actually brought me to pizza Dow is that in 2024, we're going to be uh, helping a pizzeria to buy out their landlord. That's our target. We really want to accomplish this in 2024. Um, and what that means is we uh, we talk to the landlord together with the pizzeria. We see a price that they would be willing to sell for. Then the pizzeria uh, contributes some amount uh, towards the purchase. And their friends, their family, their fans from the neighborhood contribute some amount to the purchase. And then Pizza Dow... Uh, from our community, uh, you know, whatever difference there is between what the, what the pizzeria was able to raise locally and the purchase price, we contribute the rest. Uh, and then, so the neighborhood, the pizzeria, and Pizza Dow co-own this uh, piece of real estate. And as the pizzeria pays rent, it's distributed to the people who contributed to the land purchase. 
and ultimately, we actually want the pizzeria to own the land. So we'll we'll organize these contracts so that they can gradually become, you know, like a self-sovereign pizzeria. So it's sort it's, of it's like sort of a, it, it takes a a situation where you know a pizzeria is renting the property. So it's it, it, your goal is sort of a more of a rent to own type arrangement. Um, yes. And and I can tell you, look, you know, our my family's business. Um, you know, we never rented. We owned, you know, our property and the building and all that stuff from day one. Um, you know, this is 50 something, you know, more just just over 50 years ago, um, you know, when it was a lot easier to do that. But, you know, that's a huge, huge thing for a business. It really can't be understated how, you know, owning being able to own the property that you're operating on is 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 just enormous. All that money that you would be, you know, having to allocate for rent, you know, you're still allocating it for a mortgage, you know, or you know, in taxes and things like that. But it's it's you're building equity, and and that's something that, especially as a family business, you know, is is invaluable. It's it's a game changer. And so the fact that you guys are doing whatever you can do to, you know, help even one pizzeria go from a, um, a situation where they're, you know, they have to, they have to rent, um, which is, which is probably way, way more common today than, than, you know, a, a place owning their own property um, and, and allowing them the opportunity to, uh, to own their own property and to, uh, to really, really flourish as a, as a family business. It's a really amazing thing. Um, do you know where where this which pizzeria this is and where it is yet? Not yet. We've been talking to a bunch of people, and of course, we have to navigate the you know the the legal system right to to uh, make the right um, LLC to actually own the pizzeria right. Um, and so so we're still researching, but we're really excited about it. And okay, so that's first, right? So we help pizzerias, and if we do, we want to do that with one in 2024, and then it, if it works really well and we feel like it's a good system, then we'll start to scale it up, and we'll help more and more and more. And then as we build this network of pizzerias that are uh, part owners of their own land, you know, with their community, we'll start to provide them uh, software and services, and they'll provide each other software and services, right? So, so we'll we'll connect everyone. So that, you know, oh, like I, what, what point of sale system should I use, right? A shop might want to upgrade. And so they can consult with all the other shops in our network. And, you know, we'll have consultants that they, that they can even hire from us. And then we will ultimately even build this software and we'll build it open source. Uh, and the reason we're really focused on open source is because we think that the software will be better. It will be cheaper. And the pizzerias won't have to be scared of when their software provider company, you know, eventually says, oh, you know, I'm going to just raise the rates a whole bunch. And and suddenly, you know, the small business is in a pinch. You know, I'm really curious, have, have any of the big pizza chains reached out to you like Pizza Hut, Domino's, Papa John's, like any of these types of places? Um you know, reached out to inquire about partnering or sponsoring or anything like that? So we, um, I, people will come to us who are like talking to them, right? So Pizza Hut has talked to one of my friends and he was like talking to us. So we, we you know, we didn't get connected directly. But then the other thing that I, I actually love this, the two guys who made the Domino's app 
which is it's a really great app. It's a great app. Like, I, I've have, used it, yeah. I have to say it's a it's a great app. And it was super early as a really good food delivery app experience. Um, so the two guys who built it there, they live in, in Michigan. They're actually friends with one of our members and he got them. They're in our discord. <laughs> so, so they are, uh, they are members of the Dow. I believe one's name is anchovies, Monte Cristo in the discord. <laughs> uh, and I, I'm blanking on the other's name right now, but, um, <laughs> they are, uh, yeah. And they're really nice guys. So I was, uh, I mean, just pretty. Oh, mushrooms Devito is the other one. Mushrooms Devito and anchovies Monte Cristo. And people w- might be wondering, like, how do we come up with these silly names? And uh, so when you join our Pizza Dow community on Discord, we ask every new member, "What's your favorite pizza topping? And what's your favorite mafia movie?" And then we combine those into a name. So here, Eric, let's do it. What's your favorite pizza topping? Uh, my favorite pizza topping, man. Um. That's a good. That's a such a tough one. Um, I gotta say, anchovies are pretty underrated. I, I, you know, nice. I, they get a bad rap, but but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with sausage. Okay, good choice. So, okay, and then what about your favorite mafia movie? Oh good, man, it's it's, it's got to be Goodfellas. Okay, great. So we take sausage and we take Goodfellas and we put them together. I'm thinking you're gonna be Mushrooms Devito's cousin. Sausage DeVito. Sausage DeVito, like because of Tommy DeVito from uh, exactly Joe Pesci's character. <laughs> Sausage DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> it's so great. Yeah, it's fun. I you know I remember um uh my my I think my name right now in the Discord it just says pizza artist and I think for a while I thought that was like a like a de- like a categorical designation and then just I re- you. and then I realized it's just me like I'm just the pizza <laughs> artist. There. And, um, man, you know, I, again, snacks, I think the, the work you're doing and what you've done with this, it's, it's really inspiring. It's, you know, and I think, you know, just for me personally, like knowing how much work it must take and how much time it must take. And, you know, the fact that, uh, you know, there's a lot of risk involved as, as, you know, there's no guarantee that things ever work out. And even if it's just a matter of, you know, at the you look back and you end up feeling like you put a lot of time into something that didn't turn out the way you wanted to. It's, it's, it's very risky. Um, and so I, I think you deserve a lot of credit for putting all this time in, um, everybody. I mean, I, I mean, to a person, everybody, when I first got in the NFT space and they saw I was doing pizza art was like, you've got to talk to rare pizzas. You, do you know about rare pizzas? You need to get involved with rare pizzas. I mean, everybody was telling me to the point where I was like, okay, I think, I guess I need to talk to rare pizzas. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and they're like, hey, do you know, do you know snacks? You have to talk to snacks. You have to talk to him. Like you've got to like everybody was. And this is when I first came in in 2021 in the springtime. You know, everyone was already aware of what you guys were doing. So um, hats off to you. Please let everyone listening know um, exactly where they can learn more about Pizza Dow, um, how they can join or get involved um, and all of that other sort of relevant information. So. We're on Twitter, pizza underscore Dow, and at Rare Pizzas. We're also, our website for the Global Pizza Party, it's globalpizzaparty.xyz. And for Rare Pizzas, it's rarepizzas.com. So please follow our Twitter, join our Discord. There's a link on our website. Uh, come, We have a community call every Sunday at 1 p.m. Eastern. 
where we just talk about you know ongoing DAO business. And we'd love to see you at one of our events. Uh, we are coming to a conference near you very likely over the next year. And otherwise, May 22nd, you're going to our pizza party, I hope. Wherever you live, it is very likely that we will be hosting a pizza party there. And we'd love to treat you to free pizza, some free drinks, and some good conversation. Snacks, thanks again so much for coming on, and I really hope to talk to you soon. Thank you, Eric, and thanks for being a part of Pizza Dow, because like Pizza Dow, it is not just me. Pizza Dow is, it is thousands of people all over the world that, ded that dedicate their time, their energy. So, you know, Eric, collaborating with us and, and hosting those events together in the Metaverse Review, that was so fun for everyone. So just thanks for being a part. Well, I, it, thank you, and I, I, it's 100% my pleasure. This is the Just Listening Podcast. I gotta go. Go where? We just got I got that thing. I gotta go. With pizza artist Eric John. Uh, wait a couple of minutes. We'll all leave together, okay? This way you don't go out like a bunch of hobos staggering out one at a time. Please like, share, and subscribe.